So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. And we have some real breaking news for you today. Stand by uh, the President of the United States when he was Vice President, used fake names on emails and his communications with the president of the Ukraine, along with his son. We have, uh, who do we have? We have John Solomon on right now from, from Washington with the breaking news. Uh, Rita, let's go to uh, uh, John Solomon or breaking news about President Biden. Breaking news, WABC. And joining us now with some big breaking news is the founder of Just the News, John Solomon. John, some really interesting stuff on the Biden investigation and what uh, pseudonyms while he was vice president. Yeah, listen, a year ago this month, the investigation of Donald Trump for National Archives issues started with the raid in Mar-a-Lago this August. Uh, The House uh, Oversight Committee just uh, sent a request for documents to the National Archives. Why? Because they now, as part of their investigation into Hunter Biden's businesses and the Joe Biden's potential facilitating of those businesses when he was vice president, they found that Joe Biden was using a private email address for some of his official meetings. And in one of those meetings in the spring of 2016, Joe Biden was planning to have a conversation with the president of Ukraine very sensitive uh, foreign uh, policy discussion with a foreign leader. They use a Joe Biden's private address and they CC in Hunter Biden, who just happens to have a very big interest in Ukraine because he's on the board of Brisma Holdings, the energy company that was doing business in Ukraine, considered by many to be a corrupt company. Uh, this has set off a shockwave. You see a lot of major news media picking up on this. But now uh, James Comer says, all right, you put these documents out, they're redacted. I want all the redactions removed. We are going in for all records of Joe Biden talking to Hunter Biden or CCing Hunter Biden or tipping off Hunter Biden. His business partners, Devin Archer and Eric Schwer, in a major escalation of the investigation. And another sign that Joe Biden used his private email for government business. That's a story I first broke two years ago. I was the first one to discover some of these fake or these private email accounts, pseudonym private email accounts. Uh, yeah, they're under a different name, by the way. Uh, they're, okay. they're, right. they're not Some under Joe Biden. Oh, my God. That's even worse because you're, you're intentionally doing that. What name were they under? This one was Robert L. Peters. Go figure that one out. Robert L. Peters, but it was actually Joe Biden. And you can see, uh, you know, it's Joe Biden because the vice president's uh, deputy chief of staff says, hey, boss, you got to call at nine o'clock with uh, Petro Poroshenko, the Ukraine president. Uh, for some reason, Hunter Biden is CC'd on that. This is a, another sign that maybe Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had some things going on on the side that we have not yet seen. There that no is reason. something when the vice president of the United States is using a fake name, but it's acknowledged in the rest of the email that it's him. 
Oh, my God. And you know what, John? Yeah, it fits with all the stuff on the shell companies, year. all the shell companies with the banks. You know, you see these movements with the Biden family money, and now you see it's like an intent. It's listen, interesting. I always try to give the president of the United States the the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely, but it but, looks fishy. But, but if the president of the United States, when he was vice president, and, you know, people people do – in the future, what they did in the past. There's an old uh, saying like that. Yeah, and, and there's an old saying that could using, be in the blank. <laughs> yeah, if, if when, he, when he's using a fake name intentionally, well, that's that's very very sad. And, and I'm wondering what transactions has, has hurt the United States of America. And also, John, cc'ing yep. his son. I mean, why is his son cc'd on a, on a conversation with the president of Ukraine if he had nothing to do with the, imagine, the business deals? Come yeah. on. Imagine if Don Jr. was cc'd in on the Saudi Arabia uh, prime minister's uh, meeting. He'd, with, be, uh, he'd be in solitary confinement by That's now. Right. That's exactly right. So I got a fun thing for you. There are three aliases that uh, Joe Biden used for his private email. I found these on the Hunter Biden laptop, validated them a year ago. I've been fighting a lawsuit to try to get these records. They were Robert Peters. That's the first one. And that was Robert the one that Peters was is one name. Yes. Yep. Robin Ware. Robin Ware, W-A-R-E. And the third one is J-R-B, Joseph R. Biden Ware, J-R-B Ware. Three aliases on private email systems. Uh, we have all three of them now, and Congress is on the trail. Very well. Beware, because uh, it looks like Comer's uh, zeroing in. Uh, and also, yeah. um, anything else, real quick, John? That you want to say anything? No, I mean that's that's the breaking news. Thank you so much, uh, John Solomon. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. Wow, wow, that wow. is huge. Governor Patterson, you said you had a, uh, an idea before. Well, no, I just think at this point, you know, at that level of service, there is kind of a standard of of what you do, even sometimes when you're not even doing anything wrong. We just don't want uh, your privacy to be, um, uh, you know, threatened. But this is international uh, activity that's going on around all of this. And it it just doesn't. David, it's government to government. Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, it is he is talking to the president of Ukraine. Think about this at the moment. His son is on a corrupt board that's being investigated. And he's CC'd on these and, documents. And, and it's his private email. That sounds awfully fishy. If you're not, if you're doing everything above board, then send something, you know, under the regular government email. It takes this long for us to find. Think about how many years later. This is spring of 2016. This looks so bad. Now, spring is 2016. He was still vice president, right? Yeah, he's still yeah. he is sitting yeah. vice president, and you're using a secret email that doesn't even look like his name. Three, it's Robert three, L. Peters. Three Rob, phony names. Three Robin phony Ware, J.R.B. Ware. I mean, you know, I mean that it just be, looks so be bad. Beware of using a private email. Sounds, exactly. Sounds like he is providing for his future in 16. Yeah, and that sounds bad. Now, if they get to the bottom of this, Ed, think about this. If they now do a search, the National Archives, they're going to do a search. They're hopefully required that they will be above board and put everything out there. Think about what could be discovered. This could look so bad for they're the now president. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha, they're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. That is Curtis Lewa's uh, theme song. Theme song. And they took him they away. They took him away last <laughs> night. He's in the studio with us. He's out of... Uh, out of the facility, 
I mean, and and you and your ex uh, did not help at all. You got out by yourself. Yes. By the way, facility. Let's correct. It wasn't. He wasn't in Creedmoor. He was actually. No, but many people think uh, <laughs> that I should have been housed uh, with Woody Guthrie, uh, who, who was housed there for a while. This so they actually arrested you. Yeah. Now is this similar? President Biden is trying to arrest uh, President Trump. That's running against him. Yes. Well, is the mayor of New York trying to arrest you that ran no. against him? No, obviously uh, I chose to be arrested here. They didn't want to arrest me at first. I was with. You had to beg? Did you have to beg to, you get, to, beg to get arrested? Right. Twelve other 65 plus senior citizens with walkers and wheelchairs. We were trying to make the point. And the police at first said, Curtis, we don't want to arrest you. This does not look good. I said, okay, we blocked the gate. Yeah, so explain, that, explain to everybody why you were there. Explain right. it right. Because the tents are already up. It's on state property. Uh, Creedmoor is a psychiatric facility. And the state said that they would bankroll housing 1,000 single able-bodied young uh, migrants. And about 200 have already arrived. So we were blocking the gate. No more migrants were going to come in. Obviously, they stopped the bus from coming in. And it was a standoff for a while. And then finally, they wouldn't arrest us. I could see the cops. Many of them were rookies. They just, they didn't want to arrest senior citizens, including me. I'm 69. So we walked into the middle of the street, hillside, major thoroughfare. Then they had no choice. They had to arrest us. Although the people that were backed up waiting, they were applauding. You know, they don't want uh, the illegal aliens in their neighborhood because there's no curfew. They get to go wherever they want, when they want. And it's near a school. Isn't there a school right across the street? My were, God. I, I told uh, Congressman King today yes. uh, that uh, they're starting to entrench themselves in Nassau County. Yeah, right by there. the way, it's by right the way, there. Nassau Coliseum, right? T- tell us about There is some discussion that they want to actually put it oh, wait, in well, Nassau somebody, Coliseum. Somebody's going to have a heart attack right here. My husband-in-law, <laughs> David, David Patterson, is uh, leaving, leaving the effort to try to get have, the uh, casino there. Uh, oh, the plans County. for the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We don't... laughs> what, wait, wait, yeah what, what's next? Madison Square Garden? I mean, this is but so I, crazy. I had warned everybody back well, in uh, February. Are you loading up that area with tents so, so uh, Governor Patterson? Cannot build, cannot build a casino? No, well, they do that in Catholic churches. They have casino night in the backyard. They put up tents. It's a little different. It's a little different. But I had warned everyone. Remember in February, I had said that Eric Adams was looking at the Nassau County Coliseum. And he was asked that question by a state senator, socialist state senator of, of uh, Central Iceland, Brentwood, who knew that Eric Adams was doing this. Uh, Bruce Blakeman, the executive, uh, Congressman Peter King, everyone said, no, that's not happening. I said, you better do a deep dive. They're trying to get the leasee to give them the use of the space. And they pretty much admitted well, that yesterday. Bruce Blakeman, where is he trying to build the casino? Where, where, where is it, uh, David Patterson? It's in that area. There's about 70 acres around well, the Coliseum. Well, you can put up tents with migrants there and, and take care of that. And give them chips, right? Give them bingo <laughs> chips. Well, you, you got automatic business. Listen, if, you, if you get enough uh, migrants there, they can elect their own congressman. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I understand Santos might be going there to uh, to, to qualify. Uh, is he going to dress yeah. like a Brazilian? Uh. But it was interesting. Uh, Eric Adams, when he was asked, he said, everything is on the table. 
everything. Well, we keep saying to them, why don't you just put them in Rikers Island and stop abusing the citizens of the city of New York? Well, Full stop. You know, the director of the Office of Emergency Management was on with you guys the other night, and he fumbled the ball on that question. Well, he's Curtis, in fairness to him, where is he going to stay? No. He's, he's the official spokesperson for the administration. Understood. Right. But uh, John has been making this point since day one. John Katsimatidis. Yeah, don't abuse yes. the citizens of the yes. city of New York. Yes. But a, but they won't say close the border. I mean, that's the one thing I get. I, I, I want my faces as red as your beret right now, because all I can mm. think about is close the border. Where are the Democrats screaming that they're screaming for more money? But where are they screaming for closing the border? Curtis, have they you heard more one? voters, more voters. Remember, uh, this Curtis. is what Tammany Hall did years ago when they can can to vote for Democrats right. till the end of uh, their lifetime. Curtis, stay safe. We love you. You're part of our family. And uh, we'll catch up with you again next day or so. Let us know know if you need bail money. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll see who we come back with. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, crime is a huge issue. We talk about it here on Katz and Cosby because, of course, we love our country and love our city. Uh, and joining us now is the Queens District Attorney, Melinda Katz. Uh, Melinda, you took a really interesting approach uh, to basically stop shoplifters in Queens. I saw it. I was like, bravo, bravo, bravo. Uh, share it with all of us and how you think it might be effective. Well, you know, Rita, and thanks, uh, Mr. Katz and Matitas, John, for having me. Uh, you know, it's very frustrating, right? You're in a retail store. You're in a drug store. You have to call the clerk to get out your uh, conditioner, your toothpaste, everything you need in the store. You get that. You stand in line. You're ready to pay the bills. Someone walks in, fills up a knapsack, and just walks out the door. And you know, here that's in Queens worse County, with that. I mean, we all, every, almost every New Yorker, almost every New Yorker saw that tape of what happened in that store in Los Angeles uh, a few days ago. Yeah, where the guy had the uh, garbage can and literally was filling up the garbage can in front of everybody. Right. And no matter how, you know, how much the numbers go down, right? So murder in New York City is down 11 percent, but it's down 51 percent in Queens. Shootings down 26 in New York City, down 37 percent in Queens. But no matter how much the numbers go down, if you're standing on that line watching someone walk out the door with stuff without paying for it, it's at 100 percent. So we created a trespass affidavit, which has been used 
uh, in different boroughs at different times, but we did a coordinated effort. And with three precincts, we started, and through this program, a participating business contacts the police when an individual is disruptive and disrupting their business and they're harassing people in the store. The responding officers issue what's called a trespass notice, and they warn the individuals that their continued presence or their return to the location could result in an arrest. And I want you guys to understand, this is not about replacing uh, burglary arrests or harassment arrests or anything like that. This is about the individual who is harassing people in the stores. This is about the recidivist shoplifter who keeps coming back because we all know it's done by a very few amount of individuals. They keep coming back. And the same and so, thing with violent crimes, Melinda. Melinda, uh, 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 D.A. Katz, yep. uh, this is an official call, so I, I will say D.A. Katz instead of Melinda. <laughs> we love you, Melinda. Uh, we love you anyway. Uh, and uh, I, I had dinner with the governor last week, and, and mm-hmm. I said to her, because she gave me all those same statistics, and I said to you, beware of people around you not telling you the truth, because mm-hmm. people are scared stiff to ride the subways. They're scared stiff to walk to their restaurants at night after dark. They are scared stiff uh, to, to it's locked. The, the, the drugstores are locking everything up. The supermarkets, I gave them new Rocky Calavito bats. And, uh, <laughs> so that is the point, right? Yeah. Because and numbers, that's the point, are, people numbers are, are numbers, but yeah. right. But at the end of the day, you know, the shoplifting is debilitating and, you know, people see it all all the time all around them. They are witnessing it. They are seeing it. It's debilitating that they're waiting in line and paying for their products. But so we started this in three precincts, and so far it's been pretty successful, and now we have expanded it to the entire borough. So far, there's 142 business locations that have signed up. They're mom-and-pop shops. They're Home Depots. They're all the stores in these precincts in Astoria, Flushing, and Jamaica. And now we're expanding it to the whole borough. I will note for you that out of the three precincts, 83 people have been served with this trespass affidavit, which said, we are revoking your privilege to be on this site. You no longer can enter this store. Only five of them came back, and only five of them have been arrested for violating the notices. Well, like we always said, me and you always had the discussion. I don't care if somebody steals a loaf of bread because they're hungry, mm-hmm. but these professional shoplifters right. that go and wipe out entire stores, and, and, and that, that, that's, you know, we can't, that's, not, that's the law of the jungle. Right. Well, you you know, uh, so these people, these folks that are arrested, we're actually looking for mental health services. We're looking for workforce development for them. So we're trying to help them not be in a revolving door. We're trying to help them not come back and do it again, trying to get them services as well. But, you know, I want your listeners to know, make no mistake, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't replace the arrest for the shoplifting. It doesn't replace the arrest for the harassment or whatever assault is happening in a store. This is to get the recidivists, the ones that keep coming back over and over and over again, and just give them a warning that they're no longer allowed to be on the premises. Well, bravo. Uh, it sounds like it's working. Keep us posted. Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz, uh, we appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank Doing you. the best I can. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Well, of course, they keep coming. Uh, she was talking about the repeat offenders and also what keeps coming in New York are migrants. And joining us now to talk about the problems in his community is Joe Germanata. Uh, he is also Lady Gaga's father. 
Uh, and he also is a very successful business owner. Uh, he's got a great restaurant. And uh, the migrants are in his community, and he has been speaking out about it, as many New Yorkers are. Uh, Joe, great to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Thank you. Thank you. you know, talk about what you're seeing in your own community. Um, you've been really passionate about it. It seems so many people um, are just being overwhelmed uh, with the migrants. Talk about what you're seeing in your own area. Well, in, in the neighborhood, I mean, we've seen, you know, a, a tremendous increase in uh, trash, um, we've seen hypodermic needles. We've seen, uh, empty liquor bottles every night at around 10 from about 10 PM until about 4 AM. There are uh, uh, parties on, um, on the segments of Broadway where they had the seating areas in the center of the Broadway where we're, we're overwhelmed with motor scooters that are unregistered. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're they're racing them up and down the street. There are some motocross bikes as well that uh, that they're playing with. Uh, as of yesterday, there was a fire in the building, um, and um, I understand that the the fire alarm wasn't working. Right? Wow! And all of a sudden, there were five hundred people out on the street. Um. How is that affecting your business? Everybody, we're talking to uh, Joe Germanata, uh, Lady well, well, Gaga's father. How is that Joe, affecting? I've been, I've been there with Cindy Adams to have dinner. I, I remember meeting you uh, at yeah. your restaurant. It was a, it's a great food you have. Uh, I think it's on what West Seventy uh, Joanne's West Sixty West Sixty Eighth Street. Yeah, West Sixty. Great food, great food at Joanne's, and and I'm taking Cindy to dinner tonight too. By the way. Um, Are you going to Joanne's? No, we're going on the east side this week. Okay, well, now, then we'll be there soon. The other thing I've said, you know, we own supermarkets, and uh, people are scared to walk around after dark. Do you find yes. that on, on on the west side? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, um, just in my building alone on West 70th Street, I mean, we have a group that convenes every night at about 10 p.m. to walk their dogs. They won't even they won't even walk past the building anymore. They don't go up that side of the street. It's just you know the other night we had one of the um, um, immigrants. Uh, he he beat up his wife on the street. My God! Right? Wow, so, that is they, scary and, stuff. And they let him and and they let him go. They let him back into the building. Now, Joe, right? I know and you've been know, you've been complaining about this, right? Yeah, I mean, I what what are they doing? Real quick. Well. Well, now they know that there's a violent. Now we know there's a violent guy in the building, right? And you know what are we going to do? People are scared. I just we just had Da Cats on, and she's doing a great job in Queens, and I commended her for it. But I, I said, beware that people are still scared to walk around after dark. You know, there's a larger yeah. Joe. It's uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. I know the area very well. You're right by Lincoln Center. So if you're going to yeah. have one of the great cultural institutions of the world under siege by migrants because they can walk around wherever they want, they're not policed, they're not watched, you're going to undermine the whole culture of the city and the tourism as well. So this is not just a neighborhood issue. This is an, an issue for the whole city of New York's economy and quality of life. Well, sure. Lincoln Center, Beacon Theater, there's large movie theaters, you know, there's concerts in the park, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, everything's going to be everything is affected by this. And, you know, it, it's really it's going to affect the, the economy in the city because, you know, the tourists, you know, are, are, are not going to come. 
All right. And, you know, people from New Jersey and Queens and, and, you know, Long Island, you know, they're not they're not coming into New York City. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. They're afraid. It's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Joe, you got to come back here. Give us an update, please. It is so important to hear your voice on all of this. You're going to be our West Side updater. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. And next time I'm bringing Cindy back. What about taking all of us? What about taking all of us? We want to go. We've heard it's good food, Joe. Thanks so much, Joe. We appreciate uh, it. Senator Manchin is on the uh, the, uh, phone now. Let's get Senator Manchin. With us today is Senator Joe Manchin, a uh, United States senator, Democrat from West Virginia. Common sense, a lot of common Mm -hmm. sense, and been been, uh, rumored to be talking to uh, uh, no labels, on a possible, possible uh, run and a third-party ticket. Uh, and uh, who knows what happens? The world's so complicated. Senator, uh, we had uh, Governor McCrory on uh, the other day from No Labels, and he says that the decision if they're going to run a third-party candidate for No Labels, uh, they're already in 10 states, will be made on uh, Super Tuesday. Any thoughts? And you've been a member of No Labels. I wasn't yeah. when you were a member in 2010, 2011, 2012. I think I was a member then too. Yeah. Yeah. Any John thoughts? And I were, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, John Huntsman, and I we felt that if No Labels, if it's going to be true No Labels, then it should be from people on both sides of the aisle, both parties, Democrats and Republicans, saying, "I think we can do better than this. We can get our country back on track." So John Huntsman and I were the first honorary chairman. Uh, co-chairs of No Labels, being a Democrat and Republican, looking at basically how we would govern being Americans and not being Democrats or Republicans. And we still believe as we did then. Pat McCrory is a good man. He's out there trying to do what he thinks is right, and he's putting his time and effort to where his beliefs are, and I I, I thank him for that. And uh, it's commendable. And the bottom line is, is would you rather take uh, the uh, position that you're going to be prepared in case we go down a situation to where uh, the candidates that are going to be offered by the Democrat and Republican parties are going to be people that even the party themselves do not wish to have as their as the representative, uh, but there's no other options whatsoever, uh, or do you want to be prepared that things could be different and you would have options? And I think that's all they're preparing for. I commend them for that. They're working very hard towards that. And all they're asking for is do, do, does this, do the citizens of the United States want some other options. And I think if whatever you see comes out of no labels, and if it comes out of a group moving in that direction, it's going to be a former Democrat, former Republican probably, at the top of a ticket showing that you can bring this country together by governing together, not by con- not not by condemning the other side, which is what they do now. If you're a Democrat, they expect you to villainize every Republican. If you're a Republican, you should villainize the Democrats. That's not the way our founding fathers intended for this democracy to work. Understood. They intended for us to work together. Uh, we got a minute left or so. What, okay. what is what is on your chest that you want to get off and and uh, tell the American people? We got maybe uh, seven million American people listening to this show. Well, first of all, we should be concerned about the debt. For twenty-one years in a row, we've spent more money than we've taken in. You cannot continue to mount this debt that we have. It'll be crushing on our society and the basics of what we need to protect ourselves and give opportunities to every American. The debt will bring you down, and that's basically what 
My concern is of the other concern is the crime that's going on, the border security that we have, the energy security that we must have and continue to have an all in energy policy that makes sense and provides energy for us to be the greatest nation on Earth, but be able to help our allies that will stick with us. And also making sure that we have geopolitical sense enough to not get in areas of the world where basically the values were never going to change their values, but also be able to fight and protect and help those who wish to have the same freedoms that we have. So there's so many things that we could be doing differently, but we've got to set an example, which we're not doing. So, you know, I, you, so people people will follow if you lead. They won't follow and basically complain and, and just gripe about everything that's wrong and blame somebody else. Thank you. Okay, and uh, I'm going to come visit you in Beckley one of these days. <laughs> you come, John, anytime. You're welcome. We'll have a great day. And remember, this is the greatest country on earth, and God bless America. And now is Senator uh, Joe Manchin, uh, Joe wow. Manchin from uh, West Virginia, where there's rumors around that he may run for president under the no labels. Uh, uh, Everybody's party. talking about him, John. I mean, that it all lies on him. He's a common sense Democrat, which uh, to me, I have a lot of respect for common sense Democrats. You know why I like him from Beckley? Because I know I know a, a beautiful blonde woman from Beckley. Her name is Margot Katzenmatiz. Margot used to, Margo, Margo used to hang around Beckley. She was there. I, I, I have been to Beckley. You have? I have been to Beckley. Well, yes. what, is it I, as beautiful as Margot says? I was doing an investigation of the United Mine Workers. Oh, wow. 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 Hot yeah. spot, of course. And I, I was Let's take a break right now, and we're going to come back. We're Eric, Eric Shuffler. Yeah, a little bit and, of baseball. Uh, a little bit of baseball. Make sure you play that baseball uh, song. Yeah, we love and that. And then Dr. Mark Siegel. And then God knows who else. Rudy Giuliani, stand by for him. He's got some revelations. He's coming up at about 5.50. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. It's Sunday morning. Play ball. With us today is Eric Shuffler, and he's the president of the Ferry Hawks. And uh, Eric, uh, how's it going? Uh, it is a super exciting time on Staten Island. You know, we, John, we had the Savannah Bananas in last weekend. Amazing. Two full houses. Really incredible. And the Ferry Hawks are on a roll. There is a pennant race in New York City, John. That sounds great. Uh, you're tied for first place and uh, looking forward to maybe you're winning a pennant. Uh, now, they, the team comes back on Tuesday from being on the road, and then you're playing next weekend. Tell us about that. We've been in Maryland, and the team comes back tomorrow, tonight after the game. They'll be here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So six straight home games, really important games. We're in the thick of a pennant race, fighting for a title. There's a pennant race in New York City, John, and it's on Staten Island, and fans can come out. They can take the ferry. We're right next to the ferry. Great parking. Come out and support some really – a lot of local players, a lot of superstars. Well, I look forward to the games, and uh, you also have uh, in the future, uh, I think, the, the NYPD, the police department plays the fire department. Who's gonna, we're going to find out who's tougher. we got a big game, August 26th at 3 o'clock. The first ever FDNY NYPD softball game, followed by Ferry Hawks versus Long Island Ducks game at 6.30 that night and fireworks afterwards. So you get to support, you know, our police and firemen who protect us every day and women. 
You get to watch a playoff contending baseball team, and you get fireworks. And tell everybody how to get to the Ferry Hawks uh, Stadium. And we get a lot of people from Manhattan because they can go on the ferry for free. We are seeing more and more Manhattan people coming over. They take the ferry. It's part of the adventure. You can take the traditional Staten Island Ferry. New York EDC has a fast ferry, both of which are within two minutes of the stadium. You know, we're located at 75 Richmond Terrace. Easy parking, bus transportation, mass transit, train transportation. So we're seeing really great crowds, and they're building as people are getting excited to watch a playoff race uh, in September and August. Well, I look forward to it. I will definitely be there for the NYPD uh, Fire Department uh, uh, baseball game. And uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. God bless USA. Thank you, John. Well, wow. wow. I want to play. Can I play a little more? I was going to say, let's play a little. Game. I was thinking, take let's, me let's hear it again. Let's hear it. Wait, hang on. Here you go, John. Here you go. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Now, what I don't know if Eric told you. The big news is, of all the baseball teams in New York City, uh, the Ferry Hawks are tied for first place. Wow. And they might win a pennant. So wow. at least we, New York has one pennant, almost pennant. We need team. it. We need it. Well, now we have Dr. Mark Siegel. The Showing out. up my Yankees. That's oh, terrible. I know. But the Yankees own part of it. Yeah, they, they can ride right. on the back. They the can Yankees. ride on the back of the Ferry Hawks. The Ferry Hawks <laughs> and the Yankees is synonymous. Okay, we... Um, uh, we have Dr. Mark Siegel to tell us how we're going to live longer by not getting certain d- diseases. Yeah, and also, uh, Dr. Siegel, you wrote like this unbelievable story uh, that came out in New York Post basically saying that uh, what's going on with the migrants is a national security health crisis. Talk about this because everyone is so concerned. You were seeing the protests everywhere. Before I mention that, I have to say that the best thing about a baseball game is still the beer and the hot dogs. And if you can't get on the subway or the ferry, you got to go in uh, John Casamitidi's limo. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. <laughs> and by the way, and, and, and the, um, the hot dogs and the beer are very healthy, right? Right, doctor? Well, they're healthy if you're stressed. You know, I, I wave my hands and I say, okay, have some French fries. I'm giving you my benediction. You're going to be okay. <laughs> good. Good. All right. Good. Now, what about the migrants? Because everyone is so worried. See, everybody looks at everything politically, right? And one of the things I try to do is I look at things politically, but I think, what's the underlying issue here? And the, the real issue, my opinion, outside of a leaky border that makes no sense, it's like you just say the word, you know, asylum and you wave through. But that aside, what about public health issues? I mean, you know, we just went through a three-year period of superimposed governmental vigilance on things like vaccines and masks, but people waltz across the border with undetected, and they haven't been vaccinated. And one of the things I wrote about in this column and I've been concerned about is just take a disease like measles. Measles spreads more easily than any disease you can think of, even including COVID. But But people that are coming across the border are not Many of them are not vaccinated against measles, and it's very easy to have a resurgence of it. Tuberculosis, they're getting treatment for tuberculosis in Central America, partly treated. So you get drug resistance. But these kids, these kids go into the same classrooms as our kids without, without any checks and balances. And well, thousands and the, the, of more are coming. That's the other thing. I mean, we're right, right on the, the cusp. Way, those are the ones, John, that make it off the streets. I mean, listen, the other thing I was writing about, and with all of this 
uh, fighting back and forth between the governor. I can't say anything negative about the governor. First of all, she was at your breakfast last week. Secondly, she's currently at the restaurant where my son is working. And he, he said hello to her, and she remembered him. So we're on cloud nine about the governor. But, you know, look, <laughs> there is a question about who's got jurisdiction. I mean, Senator Schumer is saying, well, we can't pass legislation. Look, this is a federal problem. Rita, you agree, right? It's a federal problem, whether it's in New York City or it's in Texas. It's a federal problem if people come into this country carrying diseases that are spreading or we don't have a place that's for them to why, stay. Absolutely. That's why we had Ellis Island. Governor Patterson, you wanted to say something. Uh, no, it's just that uh, this you is... You were scratching your head. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, fixing his shirt. Scratching my head because this is about the hundredth time that we brought this up and there doesn't seem to be anybody listening to the fact that this is just going to get worse and worse. Close the and, border. And, and you're going to have... Uh, the, you're going to have these other problems. But even if you're not necessarily wanting to close the entire border down, you could certainly truncate the number of people who are coming across right now because it's become prohibitively too much for the cities to handle. Yeah, but that talks here. You, you know, Governor, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, says the border's secure. I love that facetious expression you got on your face there, Ed Cox. Listen, listen I, li- I like what with both of the governor. I like what you both just said. I want to add something uh, that punctuates this. New York City has a shelter system that I'm one of the few people in favor of, because I remember from my training days at Bellevue Hospital what it was like before we had the shelters. But they're full. So where are the people going to go that are get, they get bussed up here from Texas? They go on the street and then, then they don't have anywhere to go to the bathroom and there's no hygiene. You're going to get diseases that way, whether you brought them in or not. You're going to get sick, and you're going to spread it, as John just said, to people around you. This can't be the way to go. Right, and, Doctor, it's it's if the administration is not going to take any position right now on changing the border, why are they sending all of these people with absolutely no federal support into these neighborhoods, thinking that uh, governors and, and county executives and mayors and, and elected officials – can handle this when they know good and well that they can't. I agree with that. I agree with that. Where's FEMA? You know, CDC acknowledges that they have some role here, but CDC doesn't, they play catch up. Centers for Disease Control cannot fix this problem either. These vaccines are not mandated to anyone but citizens, by the way. So if you come in across the border and you're not vaccinated against hepatitis or or measles, you're not, nobody's going to tell you to get it here. Yeah, and, and by the way, they're also in this enormous tent city. We've seen these images all over the city and all over the country, and they're like a thousand single men in a tent city. It's going to spread like wildfire, right? But it's very simple. It, Doctor, it, it's Richard Weinberg. It will. It's very yes. simple. They had the law before. It's called Title 42. It's a national health emergency. Resurrect Title 42, close the border, and rationalize the I process. don't think President Biden gives a Crap. Yeah, I, I agree. That's what it is. I, I, judge, I, I agree with that. To. I know. can't believe that came from a Democrat. I agree with that, Judge Weinberg. I agree with that. Title 42, and I, I praised Robert Redfield about this just yesterday, that that actually, the invocation of Title 42, which was so unpopular, isn't just meant for COVID. It's meant for any contagious disease. Okay, thank you very much. I'll see you By Sunday. The, way, the, one pla- the one place the migrants cannot go is to that beautiful stadium in Staten Island. I'll tell you that.
Thank you. You're right. Now that'll change in the next. Doctor Patterson. Patterson. We'll see you Saturday morning. We have Bill O'Reilly Saturday morning, and we're giving out. This is a secret. Don't tell anybody, but a million people listening. We're giving out Bill O'Reilly's book. Ah, very good. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll see you Saturday morning for breakfast. Thank you. I can't wait, John. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, Doc. Uh, let's go. Uh, we got a call coming in from Africa. Uh, from, uh, David Otto, uh, who's our, for my fellow board member at Pave the Way Foundation. Let's go to, to Africa. What is today is David Otto. Uh, he's the international defense and security expert, director of the Geneva Center for Africa, and a member of the Pave the Way Foundation, a director along with me. Uh, and, uh, he's been calling us about what's going on in Niger, in Africa, and, uh, 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 David, uh, give us an update. Yes, yeah, so what the situation is now um, in, in the Niger Republic um, is that um, the economic community of West African state, which is the ECOWAS, the regional bloc, um, had made a decision that it will um, you know, activate a standby force and it would deploy the standby force into Niger to restore uh, constitutional order. And you remember this is after the coup d'etat, which happened um, on the 26th of July. Um, the military junta in Niger has refused to reinstate uh, the president, Bazou, who was deposed. Um, they have refused um, to uh, welcome some of the ECOWAS member states uh, for dialogue. But I think we're having progress now, I have to say, um, because um, the military junta has agreed um, after some uh, mediation. And again, this is thanks to the same method that we use at Pave the Way Foundation, where um, we make sure that, um, you know, we, we can intercede uh, between parties that don't talk to each other. So right now, the military junta, through um, one of the religious organizations that I have been in contact with here in Africa, they managed to secure um, a dialogue process, you know, with um, the ECOWAS. So we are that um, we will find some resolution. We are hoping that at this point in time there will be no military intervention. Um, we are also hoping that the United States um, will take a, a firm position and, um, you know, make sure that um, it keeps its um, position in Niger uh, because, of course, this is of national interest, you know, to the United States. They've spent hey, tell us, uh, about, David, uh, tell us how many nations has yeah. the Wagner Group been influential in uh, in raising the Russian flag? Yes, yeah, so, so far what we've seen is that Wagner Group has been in about six or seven African nations. Prominently, they've been in Central African Republic, in uh, Mali, uh, in Burkina Faso, in Mozambique, in Sudan. And right now, uh, the head of Wagner, Yevgeny Prugovin, um, has made it very clear that, you know, they will support the military junta um, in Niger. And, and this, of course, uh, means that if there is a vacuum, um, if the U.S. maybe doesn't take a firm position, if there is a vacuum, um, then, of course, Wagner is going to um, exploit that vacuum. Um, so it's very critical um, that, you know, the U.S. makes sure that it does not lose its position uh, in this part of the country, that it, you know, speaks about peace. 
um, with the government of Niger uh, and get them, you know, to hold democratic elections so that, you know, we do not have a situation where, uh, you know, private military contractors like Watna would take advantage of the chaos. Understood. Understood. And, and, and you, you, you feel that things are going to get under control in the next uh, few weeks, or you think that, that uh, yeah, are you worried? Yes, yeah, so we think that um, the current situation is that um, ECOWAS, which is the regional body, um, you know, will have a standby force in future, um, which could be deployed if there is any uh, signs of a military coup. But right now, we do not think that it is necessary uh, to deploy any military forces in Niger Republic because, for once, uh, the government is willing to negotiate. Um, but, but also, um, we know that um, military intervention, uh, there is no guarantee uh, that there would be a mission success. Um, we also know that it could bring um, you know, terrible consequences to the region, and it could also affect uh, the American interests. Um, in this part of the country. So we prefer um, that there could be some negotiations, a win-win situation, um, you know, where both the the people of Niger and any other external party, um, you know, could have some peace uh, to uh, continue to operate in that region. Well, thank you, David Otto, uh, for giving us a report on what's going on in Africa. Please keep us informed and we'll put you on uh, anything anything significant. We'll put you on right away. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. Let's pray yes. for good to come. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So interesting. They, they, the Russians have taken over six or seven countries in Africa, and nobody says anything about it on the major networks. Scary. Putting the Russian flag up and Wagner Group and put, involved? And they wow. put the Russian flags and, and when, up. And, and, and when, Putin, is a, when is the Wagner Group going to be declared a, a terrorist organization? No, it's a subsidiary of Putin. But it's a terrorist organization. Let's go to Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, did you hear our, our opening uh, uh, conversation uh, with John Solomon, the breaking news? Yes, that, I did. Yeah, the, I, I, I mean, I that is that, yes. shocking, using fake names as vice president of the United States. Yeah, and ceasing his son, Rudy. Here it is. This is uh, when he was vice president, now President Biden. But when he's vice president, on these calls, uh, these uh, these emails, and ceasing his son, one of them is to the president of Ukraine. What is he doing? And using fake names, Rudy. Well, the president of the Ukraine was the biggest crook in the Ukraine. And uh, what you're going to find out eventually is that in this case, in this particular case, he got a $50 million bribe, which Biden is well aware of. $50 million? Yeah, $50 million from Sloshevsky. And Sloshevsky goes around saying he got a bargain because he kept his $40 billion company. For just two hundred million. Now, Rudy, I know who Volchevsky is. He it was, the, was the head, the head of, Burisma. of Burisma. Exactly. You have to I just understand want to explain to everybody. Volchevsky didn't build his company the way John did. Volchevsky built his company as a minister of the government, and he gave himself all the properties, the best oil properties, while he was the minister. His partner was running it from Cyprus. So, his, so Hunter is tied. Hunter's obviously on the Burisma board along with Devin He's Archer. The biggest uh, crook. In, the biggest was, crook. Hunter was there to protect. That company. Yeah, and that's yes, what that's exactly. what's amazing. And to see now, now this new oh. big deal that he CC'd on a conversation and, and Joe Biden this, still says no business with my son. Give me a break. This was big money for Joe. This was big, big money. They hadn't made this kind of money before. His brother did get into a good deal in Iraq before this, but they were sort of like middle level crooks. This put them in the big in the big time. 
But they've taken money for 30 years, John. I mean, Joe is a career criminal. So what could come out, Rudy, now with this big revelation that we just had here at the top that now the National Archives are going to go through it all? You're going to find out that Joe was into all of this. He knew all about it, talked it over with his son, has been lying for 30 years. When his son wasn't doing it, his brother was doing it, other members of his family. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can tell you from the hard drive, I can get it up to about 50 million that they took. But I know it's more because the hard drive is about one third of their activity. Did anybody pay taxes on the 50 million? I doubt it, John. You know, maybe some, some got like, um, some of it, some of it was given back to him. For example, Hunter for a while paid rent to his father for living in the house that he owned, that he Hunter, Hunter owned. So that was a way of... Just a bribe. Straight out out and out bribe, yeah. But I think that was included in Joe's income. Some of it was, some of it wasn't. And some of it is probably an offshore account that the FBI has never bothered to go get. Now, are you surprised, Rudy, that there were these fake names that Biden... I want to tell everybody, it's Robert L. Peters. The other one is Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware. I mean... This is like it's like yeah, beware. (laughs) I know. I said that earlier, isn't that? Beware. Yeah, we're we're aware now. (laughs) No, I'm not surprised. And 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 he he was seeing his uh, son. His son and 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 the president of uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. I mean that that to me just it looks so unseemly, Rudy. What? So now let me ask you from a from a perspective, the National Archives knows about it. Now they are being asked by James Comer to hand over all these secret communications. If it's on the up and up, why aren't you using your government email? I mean, come on. Uh, of course. Of course. I mean, absolutely. And, I mean, uh, they, um, they've been doing this for years. They've been getting away with it for years. And a good many people in Washington know it. They know Joe's a crook. And, uh, and you can also find out there are a few more people involved in Ukraine, not just Joe. Well, Mr. Mayor, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. What troubles me is the strange coincidence that the statute of limitations was allowed to lapse in the Delaware investigation. Well, in there the is, Hunter a, there is a way around it. Of course, you can have a way of legitimate or use of RICO. Say that again, please. The legitimate use of the racketeering statute. Oh, you mean rather use than it the, the use one it the that right Fannie way. Wallace. Not yeah, not, not for an election dispute, right. but for a massive uh, 30 year bribery scheme. That was well over $50 million. That's what RICO was written for, for major crimes and for long-term criminal organizations. Even if you believe everything in that indictment, it doesn't allege if, a if long-term criminal. If that indictment criminal. is true and he got all that money, something tells me that he, he could have, he could have caught, crossed that treason line. Yeah, this is really bad if it turns out well, just as John's saying. The thing, there's one, one thing that troubles me a lot. Nobody ever asked this question. Uh, during Afghanistan, he gave up the Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China. And um, only, who, only worth a few billion. Well, can you imagine? Why would an American president give up an air base 400 miles from China? Against the, I understand his generals told him not to do it. And, and also, Rudy, I can't left, imagine. They should left, take their stars off if they said to do it and go work for China. And left, left also the equipment. I've always thought about that oh. too, Rudy, because between the, the worth of Bagram strategic, I've been to Bagram, so I know exactly where it is. 
Um, so not just Bagram Air Base, but then left billions of dollars of U.S. equipment. Uh, that's that. There's some. Maybe there was some deal or something there. I there don't know. I mean, any idiot would have burned. You'd either taken it back, done, taken a couple of months and take it all back, or burn it, get rid of it. You don't like. I mean, if you watch a war movie, you learn to do that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Or put it on a C-130. You could have taken yeah. some of it back. Yeah, they and said they didn't. couldn't take it back. They had five months to close that place. Yeah. He put it off. Yeah. Some twice. of my he friends could... are, are blaming, oh, Trump made the deal. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make that deal. He didn't make he that He changed deal. everything that Trump did. Why wouldn't he change that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, Rudy Giuliani, America's thank you. Mayor, thank you, Rudy thank Giuliani, you. for telling the American people the truth. And thank you. And we're there for you, kid. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Thank sir. you, Ray. And uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, uh, Ed Cox, and Governor Patterson, thank you all for being here today. And Rita, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, and the American way. God bless America. And we got to come to the truth so the American people trust the justice system again.